Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet, I'm joined by Greg for our first podcast of 2023. How's it going, Greg? It's the 12th of January, Happy New Year. Can we still say that? <laughs> I don't know if we can. I, I, don't I think like we can, me. first podcast of the year. Okay, I'll let you away with it. <laughs> <laughs> how's, your, how's your new year been? No, podca- no podcast last week. Uh, we should probably just mention the fact that we finished 2022 on the channel uh, 11 months out of 12 in profit, Greg, and we started New Year with some winners last weekend on the channel as well. Yeah, 2022 was a really good year again. 11 months out of 12, as you say. I think November, December, probably not as much profit as we would have liked, but I think with the World Cup um, taking precedent across November, December, I think to get profit in those two months was a, was a feat in itself. I think there's quite a few channels and services out there 30, 40 points down through the World Cup. So we managed to bring back a small profit in both those months. But yeah, really, a really good year. Um, I think we're, we're 120 points up for 2022 and keen to emulate that in 2023. But yeah, last weekend, I think four winners out of five on the, the main bets on the channel in Scotland. I was a massive, massive Patrick Thistle fan on Saturday. <laughs> um, I think a 90th minute goal. Don't get me any of them, but they scored late on to bring the main bet in, um, two goals at home to Morton at 11 to 10, with a goals double as well, which is in by, I think, 45, 50 minutes. Uh, Cove, Queen's Park, and uh, a mysterious mirror match as well. A corners double too, and we also had over 2.5 goals in the Motherwell Hibs game on the Sunday at 11 to 10. So a good weekend from the Scottish bets, and we've got another action-packed weekend this weekend. We have indeed, and we've got David Weston uh, joining us. Great to have you with us. David, and Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's uh, been a while since I've been uh, on. Yeah, it has. Norwegian football. Yeah, it has. And we were just talking about that before we started recording there. We are a good couple of months still away from the Norway Norwegian season starting again. Yeah, three months actually. Tenth uh, of April is the start date. So looking forward to that. We've got both the Green and European action in February um, against Life Poznan. So got that to look forward to. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm missing it, and it's uh, it seems like such a long break over here. <laughs> it does. Um, it does. But yeah. Yeah, plenty of uh, transfer activity action the way. Yeah, there is, and a lot of players leaving uh, mostly. Um, two of the biggest transfer outs. This uh, sort of winter have been Tengstead, Casper Tengstead, the podcast legend, um, yes. and Rosenborg just. <laughs> the streets will never forget. Absolutely yeah. not. Rosenborg signed them in the summer for, I think it was about. Um, I think it was about 15 million Norwegian kroner, which is about one just under one and a half million pounds. And they've just sold them to Benfica for upwards of 10 million. So fantastic business for them. Well done to him and, and fantastic second half of the season. And he's off. Obviously, David Fofana as well, who's left Molde, joins the Chelsea. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him out on loan pretty soon uh, from the Chelsea um, <laughs> Chelsea squad. But uh, yeah, um, we're going to be a few ins and outs before uh, April comes around. Yeah, we'll look forward to that. We'll get stuck into Norwegian uh, season once it comes around. Uh, I guess it just shows you that half a season from Tengstead. And he's managed to get an unbelievable move. Yeah, I, 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 I think he deserved it. Yeah, and I think Denmark should have taken him to the World Cup. They could mm. not buy a goal at the World Cup. They were they were looking for a striker that could put the ball in the net and they had one sitting at home and who'd uh, banged in an absolute barrel load in the second half of the season. A really strange decision to not take him, I think. Fairly yeah, confident, good. David, you'll find another few gems um, next season. That'll be our fourth season, actually, 
in Norway. Yeah. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. I think one of the guys who I had talked up quite a lot recently, uh, last year was August Mikkelsen at Tromsø. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's going to be the next one, I think. Could well be could well be off um, as well. I'm just waiting on David suggesting that there'll be a Portuguese podcast, Craig, just so that we can follow Tengstead. We will see what happens. But anyway, we're going to have a look at the, the Scottish games this weekend. We've got the Via Play Scottish League Cup semi-finals on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we've got four SPFL Premiership games and we've got a full card below that. Uh, starting on, well, we've got a game on Friday night. We've got Hearts, Feast at Mirren, which we'll get to pretty quickly. Firstly, guys, we'll have a quick look at these uh, semi-final matches. Celtic v Kilmarnock on Saturday at the ungodly hour of half past five on a Saturday night. Um, I think this looks like a fairly routine uh, win for Celtic here, Greg. A 2-0 win for them over Kilmarnock last weekend. I can't see anything other than a Celtic success here. No, I think the, uh, the prices dictate that as well. 1-8 to eight for yeah. Celtic. Uh, there's very little value to be had in this game at all. Over 2.5 goals is only 2 to 7. Ridiculously Jeez. short yeah. for, a, for a cup semi final. Uh, the bookies given Kilmarnock absolutely no chance. Yeah. Kilmarnock have had history in this tie with Celtic, though, at Hamden. So they'll be looking to that. But it's hard to look beyond Celtic. And there's no corner markets out as of yet. There are some card markets out. And I had to laugh at Kyle Lafferty, uh, 4 to 6 to be booked. Every <laughs> <laughs> starts. Yeah. Uh, Alan Power, 11 to 8. Um, there might be better prices out there. I've just had a quick glance. Uh, Kilmarnock to get three cards around about the even money mark. But for, for me, there's just no value at all to be had in this match. I think there's far better opportunities this weekend than this game, and it's best left alone. Yeah, agreed. From a betting angle, certainly the case. Uh, it should be a wee bit closer on Sunday, uh, Rangers v Aberdeen. You'd like to say Aberdeen have got some kind of chance, but that away for them, David, is just terrible. Just seven points from 30 in the league, and it's hard to make a case for them winning at Hamden. Yeah, it really is. And, and I, without knowing, I don't think their record in the Cup semi-finals against old firm teams is too good um, of late. Yeah, Aberdeen obviously beat St Johnson last week, but everybody's doing that just now. So Oofed. it was uh, it was nice <laughs> nice for them to get back to winning ways after a, a pretty bad run. But uh, yeah, I just can't see. Uh, I, I watched that. Speaking of uh, the Via Play League Cup, I, I got myself a new um, internet and TV package recently, and I found out that they uh, just running through some channels last week and the Dundee United Rangers game was on to my surprise so um, I can actually legally watch Scottish football just now which is nice um, nice one so, is yeah, there a chance well, David the Norwegian police could be kicking your door down <laughs> <laughs> no no this is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm legally board. watching football so yeah no, I'm looking forward to watching actually the weekend and I think this should, should be a good game I think it will obviously be a, a bit of needle between Aberdeen and Rangers as there always is um, but Rangers since Michael Beale came in <sighs> I don't think from what I've seen that they've looked particularly great and particularly fluid um, with their football, but they've picked up results in every every game so far, apart from, well, a, a draw against Celtic, obviously. But yeah, I think they, I think they've, they should win this one against Aberdeen, who come into it with, uh, yeah, not in a great run themselves. Yeah, Craig, I guess that last meeting between the two sides, the Rangers scored two injury time goals, deep, deep into injury time to get the win. Will probably play on Aberdeen's mind. You know, they could look at it one way. They, they took Rangers all the way. Should have pro- probably won the game in their minds, but eventually lost it. Uh, and I just wonder if there's a mental barrier there for Aberdeen. 
most likely, and I think as well, the fact they're playing away from home. Obviously, it's a neutral venue, but I'm not sure how many tickets somebody you know sold. But there'll be thirty, what twenty five thousand Rangers fans, thirty thousand Rangers fans at um, Hamden on on Sunday. You were getting like eight to thirteen for Rangers earlier in the week. Hmm. And I have to say, it was a pretty solid bet to me. Um, probably good for the Akers. I don't see Aberdeen getting a result here. I don't see them even taking it to extra time. I think Rangers will have enough about them. As David said, they've not been that convincing Rangers, but they've done enough in their games since Bill came in. And you'd like to think they'll they'll get better from that. But I think the bet here for me is probably a straight Rangers win. Yeah, yeah. the Celtic Rangers double uh, was about three to four when I checked earlier in the day, and I can't really see much beyond that, to be honest. No, I don't think it's the worst of doubles. And there's probably a couple of other games from Scotland you could throw in there, especially in League One, which we'll touch upon shortly. I.e. Yeah. Dunfermline home to Peterhead and... Um, no, Dunfermline home to Clyde. No, Dunfermline and Peterhead. Yeah, Clyde. Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> They've got there eventually. Yeah. So they, they'll be quite popular bets this, this weekend as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Um not much happening in those games from a betting point of view, but certainly enough happening in the Premiership where Friday night, Greg, we've got Hearts v St Mirren 1-1 last weekend. Uh, Hearts are now unbeaten 6, to be fair, St Mirren, I think, are also unbeaten 6. I think it's five draws for them in their last six. Um, St Mirren's form away from home, though. We seem to speak about a lot of teams' form away from home just not being good enough in this league. Uh, St Mirren's is actually the second worst in the division, the division so... Kind of all over hearts in this one. I don't know about you, Greg. Absolutely. I think the bookies got this all wrong. There's absolutely no way hearts should be 10 to 11 to win this match. I think that price is ridiculous. Hearts, in my opinion, should be 4 to 6, 4 to 7 to win this. And I think when you look through hearts' return from the World Cup, been very, very solid. Picking up wins, scoring goals. I think so far, being Kilmarnock scored three, a draw at Dungeon United, they one three two at St Johnston. They battered Hibs C0 at the Edinburgh Derby. And as you say, they got a one-all draw at St Mirren last week. So a very good return for Hearts. Got key men back. No European football to contend with. They are looking like the third force, I think, this season. I think Aberdeen, Jury's still out on them at the moment. But looking at Hearts' goal-scoring record at home as well, they've scored three goals now in four of the last five home games. You could say that they're turning... Tynecastle into a fortress and Lon Shanklin to score a penalty is 1-5 to five. <laughs> <laughs> um, in all seriousness he's 18 goals this season for Shanklin 10 league goals at Tynecastle I think he's scored 6 penalties in the, in the last 8 home games at, at Tynecastle and when you take into the mix as well as you say St Mirren's away form is pretty dire 5 points from 24 not enjoying their away trips at all albeit some close games in those defeats but they don't like going to the capital St Mirren. Just four wins and 24 trips to Tynecastle. It's, it's pretty awful. Um, and I think also I've spoken to Div so we can blame Div if this goes tits up but I think they're looking at missing at least two or three of their regular defenders at the weekend which is a bit of a worry. So defensively St Mirren will be weakened. Hearts are scoring goals. They've got a very good record against St Mirren. They're at home. The recruitment as well has been very good in January for Hearts. And it's probably a club with a real buzz about it at the moment. Scoring goals. Shankwin's been a great signing this season. Two ways to look at this. Hearts to win at 10 to 11. But as you know, I like to go for goals. And I'm more than happy to take Hearts over 1.5 match goals 
at the same price, 10 to 11, and that's this weekend's Scottish nap. Yeah, I don't think there's much argument with that, David, is there? No, absolutely not. Um, I'd be all over that as well. Um, and just just on Shankland, 2.2 any time. So 5 to 4 at any time. Uh, he scored 6 in his last 4. I think it was 6 in his, six in his last 5, sorry. Uh, yeah, just going for fun at home against a weakened, weakened St Mirren team. I call him a friend of the podcast, David McDonald. So yeah, yeah I think... Uh, Hearts, two plus goals, Shankland any time. Looks like really solid, uh, solid Friday night bet. Yeah, and Shankland's now, I was going to say, Greg, Shankland's now joint top goal scorer with uh, yeah. Kyogo Furuhashi as well. So fair play to him, albeit I think at least half of them have been penalties, maybe. All of them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's 4 to 1 to score first as well, yeah. which certainly isn't the worst of prices for a man in form. And I think, as we'd said once VAR came in, Definitely seeing an increase in penalties in the Scottish Premiership. Yeah, yeah. He him away well, in fairness, doesn't he? he? Doesn't he? Doesn't he? Seems I don't think he's missed one yet. No, he's done pretty well. Um, so that game's Friday night. I see that it's not on TV. Not quite sure uh, why, because uh, should be a pretty decent game. But uh, yeah, Friday night, seven forty-five. So for you, Greg, it's over one and a half goals, uh, ten to eleven. David Shankland, anytime. Yeah, five to four. Five to four. Okay. Uh, on to Saturday, we've got Hibs feed and United, and yeah, regular listeners to the podcast, Greg <laughs> Hibs seven to ten. What's going on? Um, well, I guess first of all, a massive, massive win for Hibs last weekend. Huge, huge. huge. Well, for, Lee, for Lee Johnson, anyway. for yeah. Hibs and Lee Johnson. Um, but the, the pressure is going to be right back on if they don't get three points at home on Saturday. It's as simple as that. Kevin Nisbet being back is a, a massive plus for them. Yeah, Didn't have a great start to the season. Then he was injured, but he's come back. Hat-trick last week. He also scored in that 4-0 defeat of Livingston. So four goals since he's returned. And at home, Hibs will be taking solace from that, scoring goals at home. Albeit, the question we've all got now is, in what minute will Dungeon United get a man sent off? <laughs> that is the key question. Uh, Hibs obviously playing a lot of time this season against 10 men and collecting yeah. most of their points. But, yes, it's a massive, massive win. It's a no bet here for me. I think Hibs are too short at 7-10. to 10. Dungeon United have come back from the World Cup break in pretty good spirits, to be fair. Yeah, they've been Hearts, they've beaten yeah. Ross County, they've beaten St Johnston. They didn't play that badly against Strangers, I don't think. It didn't really cause them too many problems, but that was a bit of a free hit for them. And it's a bit of an unknown, this one. 4-1 to one in Dungeon United. I just think Hibs far, far too short for me, given United's kind of form, they're moving up the league. They could actually potentially go ninth Dungeon United if they get a result here mm-hmm. on, on Saturday. But I think it's best left alone. Bearing in mind as well, Hibs have lost to St Johnson 2-1 and Ross County. Both matches, Hibs were short odds on to win. So, yeah, it's probably a bit of value here in Dungeon United, but it's a no bet for me. David, I always think of uh, Jim Delahunt when I see bets like this, and Greg will back me up here. Jim's always keen to take a, a wee outsider in the Premiership, and I think Dundee United look a bet on Saturday at 41. Yeah, it's definitely a, a kind of 50 50 game. I think in my in my eyes, I don't think there's, I mean, there's absolutely no chance anybody's putting Hibs on at that price. Um, if, if you do, you're absolutely mad. Um, I think Dundee United have come back from the break not bad, uh, as Greg says, but if you look at uh, their two wins, a home to County, County with 10 men and away struggling St Johnston, um, 
Yeah, I think maybe in the next couple of games, away at Hibs and away at Levy, you'll maybe find out whether they're still in, in a bit of trouble or not. And I think it's a, it's a big game for them at the weekend as well, as, as well as Hibs who, for, uh, to win two in a row, would, would really uh, boost, their, boost their hopes of getting back in that top six. Yeah, and I think, as you say, Greg, Kevin Nisbet's, I guess, key to any kind of Hibs revival at the moment. He's already their joint top goal scorer, uh, having <laughs> missed pretty much all the season. He's only played five games. Uh, another interesting angle, I think, is obviously the Ryan Porteous saga. Um, yeah. Rumours that he might be going to Bologna, uh, following Aaron Hickey and Lewis Ferguson uh, out there. Um, I heard a sure. rumour about Toulouse as well. I'm sure if that was... Uh... Was that not just Hibs Toulouse? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I just think he's he's such a big influence in that Hibs team as well that if he was to go soon, then that's a big void for Hibs to fill, Greg. It is a big void. I think the best thing for him to do is to move probably outside of Scotland anyway, which he will do, and potentially onto the continent. I'm not sure there's any championship clubs in for him. Um, I'm not even sure if the championships is level, but if there's Serie A sides coming in for him, he, he must be doing something right. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a bad defender. I still think he's got a lot to learn, but yeah. he, he has come across as a bit of a, a town clown joker sort of type. Yeah. It doesn't help. So, yeah, I think the best thing for him is to get a move, I'm sure. Yeah, I, think it, I think it could be great for him. A move abroad, like, look at Jack Hendry, he'd lost him when he went abroad and yeah. became a much better defender. I think Porteous, I think when you watch him, the, the negative side of him is he's a bit rash and I think going going into Europe and curbing that side of his game he could become a really good defender because he's good in the ball and he's he's yeah he's he's aggressive and he's he's strong so I think he's definitely got a big future if he can if he can get a, the right move and uh, progress yeah best luck to him if he does get that move anyway just to wrap up on that game, no bet from you guys. I kind of think the United look a decent punt at 4-1 on Saturday. Uh, over at Motherwell, Greg, we've got, uh, I'm going to call that a six-pointer. I hate calling game six-pointers, but genuinely, <laughs> chance for another way to go six points ahead of Ross County down at the bottom of the table. A Ross County win would obviously draw them level with Motherwell. Um, and at this stage of the season, both teams need a points and wins. Biggest game of the weekend in the Premiership, this one both sides in dire, dire form. Uh, Ross County, one point from the last 18. Definite relegation form. No surprise to see them sitting bottom of the league. Motherwell, though, worst home form in the league, I think, as well. Um, one win from their nine matches. Four points in 24, the last 24 for for Motherwell. But it's a, it's a, it's a match in which you could probably say is it going to be a tight affair. But I think there's probably potential here we could see goals. Now, Ross County can't buy a goal at the moment. I think they've not scored in their, in their last four. But looking at Motherwell's home games, there's been over 2.5 goals in seven of their nine matches. I guess, worryingly for Motherwell, they've conceded two goals in seven of those nine games. But they have scored in seven of those nine as, as well. Mm-hmm. So this match as well, it's got a history of goals in it. I think 10 of the last 13 meetings have seen over 2.5 goals and six of the last seven meetings as well. I just think it's that big a game. I don't think either side can afford to sit back. I don't think a draw is good enough either side either. I think both sides will be out to win this match. And Motherwell's home form, you'd have to imagine, it's going to have to improve at some point. You'd think so. I think I said at the start of the season on a poster on the channel was my super nap this season in the Ant Post that Motherwell to finish bottom six, four to seven, 
was probably the bet of the season. And I'm fairly certain that's going to land. Yeah. Um, they're really struggling this season, by the way. I think last season, they were very fortunate to get top six sneaked in in the last game. Yeah. Uh, after a horrible run of results, it's not, it's right, not been a good 2022 from Motherwell. Uh, and it's not been a good 2023 either so far. Alan Burrows, their chief executive, leaving as well. Yeah, interesting one. Maybe 14 years there, nine yep. as chief executive. Um, not sure the ins and outs of why that's happened, but that's a blow from Motherwell as well. But back in the park, and I think over 2.5 goals here at Evens is worth taking on. Yeah. David, you have to go back to the 4th of October. Um, Ross County now, Motherwell 5. Since then, it's been just one win in 12 for Motherwell, which is obviously relegation for them. Absolutely abysmal at home, which, yeah. is, which is really quite unusual to see, you know, understandable for teams to be struggling away from home. Have you ever been in a situation in a team like that where the home forum's just not Never. working out. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean I've never no, not not so much. It is a strange one. I've never I've I don't think I've ever been in a team where I've only won one home game out of the first uh, nine. Um yeah, just really difficult to put your finger on it why they would be so much better away from home than at home. If they could even replicate their away from at home they'd be well out of trouble. Um it's a, it's a tough one to call it. I don't hate the, the goal shout if Motherwell play in the front foot, but Ross County's away form isn't too great. They've only scored five goals away from home all season. Um, really struggling. That defeat at home in Livingston was really poor result off the back of what would have been a decent result away at um, Aberdeen with a draw. But I just, yeah, it's, it's probably at the moment the two worst teams in the league. Um it's a mass. It's a massive game, but you've got to, you've got to find some motherwell to sort out the home form at some point. Like they can't go through the whole season without um, without picking up some more wins. Yeah. Just on that note, David, the motherwell price is a disgrace. To be fair, three yeah. to four for motherwell. Yeah. Would you have the Hibs motherwell? I don't know who done the prices for the games this weekend, but <laughs> we've got it all wrong. We might be, be we might be wrong. Come. Um, quarter to Probably five on Saturday, but as it stands, the, the prices are wrong. That Motherwell price for three to four is ridiculous. Yeah. I would have Motherwell evens to be fair, if yeah. not more than that. And as I said before, the Hearts price as well. On the face of it, the, the ten to eleven on the Hearts price is, is far too big. Yeah. Okay, so we're looking at over two and a half goals in this one, Greg. Yeah, over two point five goals at a, it's just above evens, twenty one to twenty with most firms. Okay. Now, David mentioned that uh, Ross County, well, both Ross County and Motherwell, some of the worst form in the league, but I think St Johnston are are vying with them. (laughs) (laughs) Four defeats in the bounce, Greg? Yeah, I think I put a tweet out at the start of the week, and it just fascinates me how quickly things can change in football. Um, If you go back to the 17th of December, St Johnston beat Ross County away 2-1. They were a point behind Aberdeen at that point in fourth. Looking up, everything was rosy. Since then, it's been four defeats, a uh, 4-0 defeat at Celtic, a defeat at home to Hearts, a defeat to Dungeon United, and a defeat to Aberdeen. Uh, I don't think they've played well in either, any of those games. I think performances have been really, really poor. And thrown to the mix as well, the Scottish Cup tickets fiasco. Yeah. Um, complete and utter outrage and fury, I think around the ticket and allocation for that, for that Scottish Cup game for Rangers next week with St Johnston fans being moved to the main stand. So it's not a happy place at the moment with Demon Park for lots of reasons on and off the pitch. Um, 7-5 against a very, very good Livingston side who definitely is the surprise package this year. 
I had Livingston to finish in the bottom two as a value bet. Yeah, I had four to one to finish bottom two, but they've had a cracking season so far. Yeah. Um, eleven to five, couldn't back against them. I don't think St Johnson forms great. Get, getting an angle in this match, probably the cards angle potentially. St Johnston are the the cracky kids, king Fu champions. Uh, Three point two cards per game at home. I think they've had two or more cards in all ten home games, and you've got a who's who in terms of who you could pick for a booking. There's probably four or five players that are strong candidates for a card. Livingston have got their um, players as well for a card too. Uh, quite a few Livingston players actually as well. But again, it's probably no bet for me this one. Quite a tough game to call. St Johnston out of form. Livingston away from home. Um, it's got draw written over it. Yeah, David, Livingston just keep continuing to defy the odds, don't they? They win at the weekend and they go back into fourth. Uh, I think they've got a game in hand on Aberdeen. Yeah, they do, and fair play to them. They put one of their lowest budgets in the league and just keep on getting results when it matters. Since they've come back from the break, they've uh, lost to Celtic and Hibs, and you thought, well, maybe they'll start falling down, but they've turned, managed to get um, five points from the last three games, and I wouldn't make them favourites at St Johnson, but I certainly wouldn't have them as big outsiders um, like they are. The only thing is, it's so tight. It's still so tight in this league, and it's yeah. 20 odd games, roughly 20 games. If St Johnson beat Levy the weekend, they're only one point behind them, and you're talking <laughs> about, you know, if you're talking about that top six race, it's just so hard to call. I think Hearts probably looking good for third place with the way they've started back in the new year and stuff, but I'm going to yeah, put you both in the just... spot right now then. What's the top six going to be? Who's going to get that last top six place or that fifth and sixth place? <laughs> on the assumption that it's a Celtic Rangers Hearts Aberdeen top four mm. yeah I think you've got to go with Livingston and uh, I'm loath to back Hibernian but if Kevin yeah. Nisbet keeps up his form then you know, they have to be in the mix there should, yeah. cer- certainly I should think you be you do it by process of elimination because I think you can remove Ross County Dungeon United and Motherwell Kilmarnock and that really only leaves Hibs and St Johnston. I don't think St Johnston will be there. So it's probably a toss-up between Hibs and St Mirren, you could say. But like you say, David, it's very, very tight, isn't it? Yeah. And St Johnston, I mean, they're still not exactly free-flowing in terms of, of goals, but they have managed to score a few more goals this year. I think they've already got more than they got last year. That was um, hard, No. Um, actually, quite... Quite, I know it's. I know you're probably going to say this has got 0 0 written all over it, but I quite like the both teams to score on uh, this game. I think it was about, yeah, it was, it was 20, uh, 19 to 20, both teams to score. And I just, just one of those feeling ones. I think St. Johnson, they've not scored in the last two, but before that, they weren't having a problem really with scoring goals. Livingston have only failed to score away from home twice this season. Uh, so I can see Livingston scoring and I can see St. Johnson. Um, Getting on the score sheet as well. Bookies have the um, outright markets in the Scottish Premiership to to win the league. You can get St Johnson at four thousand five hundred to one. I'd be wanting a little bit more than that. Must say, I'd be looking for a million to one. I'd be checking if it was still mathematically possible at this stage. I'm not even sure if it is. Uh, just on those cards at that game, Greg John Beaton is your referee. If that helps or hinders your thinking, um, probably helps. To be fair. I think John Beaton likes a card. I think since our last podcast, he was in charge of the old firm game. And I think we did say that he'd probably keep his cards in his pocket 
and to be fair to the man, he absolutely did until the 93rd minute. I've yeah. never seen an old firm game sit 90 minutes of no bookings before. Yeah. And um, he booked two players, one for each side in, in the, the closing stages of the game. So, yeah, I just think it's a big game for both sides as well. But St. John's have already shown this season three cards a game is the, is the norm for them. Yeah. Just on, just while, while you're talking about the, the outright market, Motherwell are 14 to 1 to finish bottom. If they lose at the weekend, that certainly won't be 14 to 1 anymore. No, there's probably a couple of value bets to be had in that in terms of the price. I think I might put a wee tenner on St George at twenty five to one. <laughs> but as, as I said last week, or no, yeah. like two weeks ago, uh, I highlighted Ross County um, as a team most likely to go down the evens. Uh, that's now one to two. Yeah. Uh, and unless um, Uncle Roy gets a checkbook out, I, I still think Ross County are going to struggle this season. Yeah. And that one to two looks pretty solid. Yeah. Okay, we'll have a look into Championship League One and League Two. Um, Queen's Park, David's top of the Championship, yep, uh, doing amazingly well. It came to a bit of a stalled a wee bit on Wednesday night. Lost one 0 to Wraith in the the Challenge Cup, yeah, but I think made rest, quite a lot of changes. Yeah, I think the rest did quite a few. Um, certainly, all eyes on the prize, which is promotion this season for them. Yeah. They're away to Inverness on Saturday. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame that they rested so many players. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know when the last time Queens Park won a trophy was, but that was a genuine chance for them to to get some silverware. And I've have like probably my best memory in football is is winning the winning the Challenge Cup with Falkirk. It's just a really good day out. Um, yeah, I thought that was a bit of a strange one. It's a bit of a shame. But, I, think um, I, yeah. to, I think you have to go back to the fifties or something like that yeah. since they won like, a major trophy. Yeah. Sounds like Dundee in part of Thistle. <laughs> <laughs> but just on that note, Wraith Rovers only had three subs last night. Yeah. Uh, Queen's Park had a full bench, including um, their main men as well. So yeah. as David said, they did rest players last night. I don't think they're overly fussed, to be honest with you. I think they're sitting four points clear and a bloody good chance to go up. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah, absolutely fine. And Queen's Park, so this, this weekend, they travel to Cali Thistle, who... Um, have won their last two games as well. They they beat Arbroath four one, and Cove Rangers six one. So, uh, two teams that have absolutely battered Cove in the last uh, two weeks, um, going head to head. I think um, it should be a good game up in uh, Inverness. Queens Park obviously coming off the back of a six 0 They are looking really good. Four points clear. Um, and I I like I like the goal the goal line in this one. The two and a half three point oh. Asian goal line is um, 1.975 on Bet365 and I think yeah, just just looking at the two teams and the form they're coming in into goal scoring form they're coming in, it just looks like a game that's going to have goals in it. I think Queen's Park have scored 5-4, 4-2 and 6 in the last five games so um, they're obviously absolutely flying and I think Inverness off the back of two wins will fancy their chances to, to knock them off their, their uh, perch at the moment Yeah Inverness two weeks I think it was two weeks ago certainly three games ago they beat 5-1 with yeah. Patrick Thistle um, and then they went and rattled in 10 goals yeah. in their next two games Yeah so absolutely yeah, just just jumped out I mean that, that fixture with the, with the goals I thought thought there might be a slightly higher goal line uh, than yeah. that yeah, and I think the way Queen's Park are rattling, I think it's 44 goals or something like that they've scored this season. So certainly plenty of goals in that Queen's Park team. Um, anything from you in this game, Greg? 
No, I, I must agree. I do like David's thoughts behind this match in terms of goals. It's hard to oppose goals in, in Queen's Park games. And Inverness back in the goal trail. It's been a pretty disappointing season for Inverness this year. Mm. But, but I guess game of the day comes from Dens between Dundee and Partick Thistle. Uh, two sides who really can't afford any slip-ups given the form of Queen's Park. Potentially, Partick Thistle, they lose this game, they could go nine points behind Queen's Park, potentially which I think is too big a gap to close. So they really need to get a result here. Dundee, four points behind at home, were stunned. The Cooping Buster of Cooping Busters last time out at home to Queen's Park. Uh, was it a 4-2 defeat at home? To Arbroath, uh, sorry. To Arbroath, sorry, yeah. Um, massive, massive shock that, especially given Arbroath's form. Yeah. And to bring it back to 2 all to lose 4-2 was pretty horrendous for them. And that's put a real dent in their promotion hopes, Dundee. So I do, I do think it'll be an open game here. Um, both meetings this season, incidentally, finished 3-2 to the away side. Yeah. So this was start of the season off with a 3-2 win on the opening game, I think. And Dundee came back from 2-1 down to win 3-2 for Hill. So I do think there'll be goals in this game. Neither side defensively strong, but there's definitely plenty of goals on both sides. And I think over 2.5 goals at 4-5 is, is worth backing. Yeah, I think... Uh... Goals look nailed on in this one, especially the way Partick Thistle have been playing this season, David. Yeah, I think they're second top scorers and maybe the second worst defence or something uh, yeah. in the league. So yeah, just uh, should be should be a good game. As, as Greg says, they both need to win if they want to keep the pressure on Queen's Park. Um, Dundee, I think, I think they were favourites to win the league at the start of the season, I'm pretty sure. Um, should, yeah, they'll be... They'll be a bit worried, I think, about the Queen's Park's form uh, so far. Yeah, and speaking of um, worst yeah. defences, Cove Rangers were nowhere near it a week ago, two weeks ago. They've now lost 12 goals in their last two games. David uh, Paul Hartley is back uh, in the hot seat. He had a wee spell at Hartlepool having left Cove Rangers in the summer. His first game back, they lost 6-0 to Queen's Park. Um Today, sorry, not today, Saturday, they host Wraith Rovers. And you quite fancy Cove to get a, a response? Well, uh, yeah, well, we put that six, the, the, the first Paul Hartley game down to the bedding in period. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think um, I think with Cove, obviously, uh, two shocking results of late. But if you look at their home form this year, it's comparable to pretty much most teams in the league. Um, 17 points from 11 home games. It's their away form that's been the big problem, just four points on the road. They've yet to win away from home, four draws. Um, They are at home to Wraith at the weekend. And Wraith, who, as was mentioned, beat Queen's Park during the week in their uh, Challenge Cup game, played a a full-strength team. Uh, Their away form's pretty pretty average as well. They've won three away from home out of the ten, but they've lost six. Um, they've only scored six goals. Um, it's been pretty turgid stuff away from home. They're, uh, 26 goals for, 27 against. It's, doesn't speak to great football, but um, I think Cove at home, after two shocking results, might get their act together under Paul Hartley. And 0.0 on the Asian line, uh, the Asian handicap. Um, so it's basically money back if Cove lose. Uh, sorry, if Cove draw. Uh, is even money. So, yeah, I'm quite happy to back that. I think Cove at home, uh, I feel weak with Hartley now um, after after last week. I think um, I think they'll get back to what they have been at home for most of the season. 
Yeah, Greg, obviously, Cove banking on Hartley reproducing some of the magic that he did in the last couple of seasons for them. Uh, yeah, I must admit, I thought it was a strange move for him to leave to go to Hartlepool. I think he did a great job at Cove last season mm-hmm. and had an opportunity to try and see how they could p- compete in uh, the Championship. By all accounts, his tenure at Hartlepool was a bit of a disaster. And when Jim McIntyre was sacked, it was probably the most obvious appointment ever in the history of Scottish football that Paul Hartley was going to go back there. But I agree with David, though. I think last weekend, a bit too soon for him to make any impact um, at, at that point. And Wraith having a bit of a, a mess season, really. Five points off the playoffs and no danger of going down. I think they're probably going to finish around that sixth or seventh place this season, Wraith. Yeah, they've just never really got into the playoff reckoning, Wraith, have they? No, they haven't. And I, I guess one thing to point out, obviously it's the January transfer window. So there's been quite a bit of activity across the teams in the lower leagues. Not got a good grasp yet of who's moved where and who's signed who. I think we'll rely on Nadie's Topoke on Twitter for that, I think. Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of movement over the next couple of weeks. And I think in Scottish football especially, you'll find that clubs do a lot of business late, 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 late on in the transfer window. And I'm talking the 11th hour stuff, right up until the 31st. So it'll be interesting to see how teams strengthen, not just in the Premiership, but across all four divisions over the next two to three weeks. Yeah, particularly in that championship where things are, are very tight. OK, so in that game, David will go with Cove uh, zero on the Asian line. So as you say, uh, money back if the game finishes a draw and that's just over even money. Anything else in the championship catching your eye? Well, I think we should probably mention here yeah. at home to Arbroath. They're still right in the mix. I think I'll have Stuart on the phone shouting at me if I don't mention here. <laughs> Given they are second and only four points behind Queen's Park, Again, a tricky match against Arbroath, especially after Arbroath's antics at Dens. Um, four to five isn't the worst of prices, to be fair, for air. I think there's something like 20, 18 points between these two sides. Air at home, I just, you don't know what to expect from Arbroath now, given that result. Yeah. I, I think no result would surprise me here. I just, I don't think air are going to be good enough to, to, to maintain the, the kind of points per game ratio they've got at the moment. And I think they'll slip. Probably into fourth, I'm expecting Dundee and Thistle to, to occupy two of the top three spots. And here we'll have to play to settle for um, fourth. Yeah. Anything else for you, David? Uh, nah, nothing for me. I think here, obviously, that was a big win for them last week against Hamilton. So they need to win again this week to keep the pressure on after what had been a pretty bad start to, to the restart uh, yeah. post-World Cup. Uh, okay. Quick look at League One, Dunfermline are powering on there, four points clear with two games in hand. They're home to Peter the Head, uh, Greg, Dunfermline just 1-4. Uh, punters might be tempted to go with the goals uh, line to add a wee bit of value to this one, but interesting stat is that Dunfermline's goals per game, uh, total goals per game, is actually the lowest in Scotland, just 2.05 goals in their games this season, Greg. Yeah, I had a look at this game for goals, and that's kind of exactly what I kind of got to in that Dunfermline don't score that many goals. There's not a lot of goals in their matches. I, I think the one to four on the face of it against um, Peterhead's fair. I don't think it's the worst of prices. It's probably a fair price. But yeah, I think trying to find value from this match will be difficult. There'll be punters looking at the minus one handicap. Uh, Peterhead, again, they're not disgracing themselves, Peterhead, I don't think. They're competitive, but obviously they're. Their main battles could be with Clyde to see who finishes ninth and tenth. I think there's a 16-point gap 
to, to Queen of the South, who have just appointed um, Marvin Bartley. So they're struggling at the moment, Queen of the South in the 8th. Interesting to see how they fare now that he's been appointed. Yeah, interesting appointment. It will be very interesting. Uh, they're away to him in Droz on Saturday. Uh, one game you might quite look at goals in is Aloha and uh, Edinburgh. Yeah, I do like Aloha for goals, especially at home. Um, there's often goals in the Edinburgh City games. They, they've had a fantastic season in Edinburgh City. They're still up there. I do think they'll fade away. They've obviously played two more games than Falkirk and Dunfermline. Uh, I'm fully expecting those two to finish first and second. But a massive game for both teams this weekend for Falkirk at home to Clyde. Possibly expecting goals in that game as well. Uh, a must-win game for Falkirk. I think they're 1-3. to three. So there's probably a Rangers-Celtic Dunfermline Falkirk fourfold at two to one to be had, I think, at the Scottish games. I'd be surprised if any of those lost. And I think if anyone did let you down, it would be either Dunfermline or Falkirk, I must admit. But it's not the worst looking fourfold. Yeah, it's a decent shout. Um, anything for you in League One, David? Uh, not for me. Just on, on Marvin Bartley, like pretty exciting to see how he gets on at Queen's. And yeah. He's got a free hit because of how bad Clyde and Peter Head have been this year. So he's not getting any pressure underneath him. It's just a case of can they have a late push for the playoffs and see if they can do anything then. Yeah, again, I mean, there's, there's scope for them to do that. They're only about six nine, points off. Yeah, nine points off the playoff. Uh, yeah, would the playoffs get down to four? Yeah. Yeah, so not far off it at all. Um, yeah, Greg, do you want to talk about this Salwa-Edinburgh game? Well, I've got it as part of a treble, and I guess moving into League Two. League Two's been a great league for goals, to be fair. I think if you look at Stenhouse Muir stats this season, quite remarkable. I think there's 16 games in the spin now, both teams to score, which is remarkable. And yeah. no surprise to see over 2.5 goals in this match, quite short at 4-7. to seven. But we're moving into that kind of stage of the season now. You're not going to get 4-5s and 10-11s for goals in this league. I think if we're getting 4-6 and 1-2s now, you're probably mm. doing pretty well. But League 2 is a league I do like for goals. And I think East Fife, East Stenhouse Muir, Looks very solid, as does Elgin via an Athletic, and so does Stranar via Albion Rover. So plenty of options for the, the lower league goals this weekend in Scotland, and that's something I've shared in the channel. Yeah, and League 2, David Dumbarton cleared by four points, still in Albion, hanging on in there? Yeah, still in are hanging on, and, and they've got, uh, well, arguably the easier fixture this, this week away at Bonnie Grows, who are bottom of the league after they had a good start, but they've just completely disappeared. Um, a real blow to the people who say the Lowland League is better than League 2. Um, yeah, just uh, Dumbarton. I, I, I picked Dumbarton for the title in League 2 and they're looking pretty good. They're pretty similar to Dunfermline. They don't score a lot of goals but they're solid defensively and uh, that's usually a good recipe for winning leagues. That was a yeah. much better selection than mine, David. Uh, I was really struggling with League 2 to find a winner and a panic panic bot and panic bot Bonnie McRose <laughs> at the start of the season on the basis of how well the Lowlands League signings yeah. have done and they've had disastrous I would say disastrous they're bottom for 20 points still got a very good chance of staying up they're only yeah. 3 points off 5th to be fair yeah. Yeah. But they're 20 points off eh, but Dumbarton so there won't be any Bonnie McRose championship this season David Dumbarton 23-20 away to four for be plenty of punters sucked into that price this weekend, I would have thought. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. Um I think Dumbarton's form is really solid. They've not lost um 
since October they lost. They got pumped six 0 off Stirling Albion, and uh, since then they've not they've not lost. Um, last time they went to four for the June nil nil. So we'd probably expect quite a similar game again. It's probably I wouldn't wouldn't touch them. To be honest, at that price, I think Forth is quite a toughy place to go with a with a tight pitch in the Astro. Yeah, and they've won three out of the last four Forth, or so that's probably reflected in that twenty three to twenty price. Okay, anything else in League Two before we wrap up? Nothing for me. Take that as a note. Uh, okay, can you guys give us a wee recap of your best bets for the weekend? Then start with yourself, Craig. Yes, a few bets in the Premiership, uh, starting off on Friday night, the Scottish Nap. Got Hearts over 1.5 match goals at 10 to 11. And moving into Saturday, we've got Motherwell home to Ross County. And I'm taking over 2.5 match goals in that game at 21 to 20. Um, spoken about Celtic and Rangers, probably a pretty solid double at 3 to 4. You can throw in Dumfrelman and Falkirk to add a Two to one fourfold. Uh, from the championship, I'm taking Dundee versus Partick Thistle over 2.5 match goals, and that's four to five. And I've also got a number of lower league selections from Scotland on the channel, as well as two Serie B corner bits. Okay, David. Yeah, uh, Hearts as well. Friday night, Lawrence Shanklin anytime goal is 2.20 on the old decimal. Um, on to Saturday, um, into the Championship and Inverness Cali Thistle against Queen's Park uh, over 2.5, 3.0 in the Asian goal line. That's 1.975. And the other one is Cole Rangers, um, 0. 0.0 on the Asian hand, given that is a shade over even money. Okay. Good stuff. Thanks very much, guys. And don't forget, you can follow David on Twitter at dweatherston 11 And of course, you can follow Greg on Twitter at browning84greg. And if you're not already a member of Greg's private channel, then just check out his Twitter feed for all the details of how to subscribe. We'll be back next week with uh, more Scottish football tips. In the meantime, best of luck with the bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. Good luck. Cheers, guys. Good luck. <laughs>